0: This week we'll talk about how our childhood toys can be incorporated into our kink play, the art and fun of role playing, and we have a BDSM community question about puppy play. It's all about teddy bears and puppies this week. Yay! Welcome to Leather and Love, a podcast devoted to the intersection between kink and other parts of your life. On this show, we demystify the kink world
1: by talking about the ways in which kink and the mainstream can coexist. I'm Miss Aurora. And I'm Miss Teresa.
0: Leather and love. We've been getting some great and interesting suggestions from our in our incredible girl community and uh and this one i've got to say has left me a bit confused (laughs) one of our incredible
1: girl community members uh, mentioned that their favorite pervertible is teddy Teddy ruxpin Ruxpin. (laughs) for those of you who are not of a certain age uh teddy ruxpin is a toy that came out I think in the mid to late eighties and progressed through the nineties. There might still be Teddy Ruxpin, I don't even know. Um, there's a new one
0: that they re released in twenty seventeen.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: I, oh I love oh, it. Was that up? the
1: creepy one? The creepy one with the digital eyes. Oh god Ugh, it's it's the creepiest thing. Look it up. It's I didn't realize it was that recent. Uh-huh. Um it's it's the, the, the you don't need screen eyes. It was already creepy <laughs> before you put the eyes in. Um, But Teddy Ruxpin is a storytelling bear where back in the day you would put a cassette cassette tape Mm -hmm. into his back and he would interact with you and, uh, well, sort of interact with you. He didn't have, the technology was not there for him to like respond to you, but like he'd leave a space for you to answer and then he'd have books that he came with that that he'd read to you or whatever. How do you think this person is using Teddy Ruxpin as a pervertible?
0: Maybe it's just to torture the person, the adult who's listening to Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> so you like tie them up, throw them in your closet and put Teddy Ruxpin outside the closet door speaking to
1: them. <laughs> I don't know, like or staring them down in the closet like they're just like on a shelf being like, "Hi, I'm Teddy Ruxpin. Want to be my friend?" over and over again
0: until they go mad. <laughs> yep. Or I know one version has a sing along, so maybe you force the sub to sing along with Teddy. Oh
1: interesting that's creepy that is creepy and also real and like, i would hate that that would be i mean i would you know, in a, know. Kinky, in a kinky scenario I'd, I'd probably enjoy it because it is torture and yeah. that would be
0: terrible but in the right person's hands that could be very enjoyable i don't know what, what else could you do we could like just put teddy ruxpin on a loop oh, next God. to their head you know what you could strap teddy ruxpin to their head next to their ear Oh God! And put them on a loop. Oh my God! I don't know. No. Well, yeah, I mean, you could. I mean,
1: the most basic thing would be you could like slap somebody with Teddy Ruxpin. Like you can like hit them with it, or use it as like a uh, some kind of st- gag. Strap it to their face. Yeah, like a gag or like a blindfold or both. Just like have it like in front of their face. <laughs> What I was thinking, and I don't know if this is possible with the newer Teddy Ruxpin that has an app, apparently. Yeah. But, like, you could program Teddy Ruxpin. Or I was thinking even with the cassette tapes, like, if it would respond to a cassette tape Ooh. that you just recorded. So you have Teddy Ruxpin saying things that you want him to say. Oh, interesting. So you can give them commands you through Teddy Ruxpin. Neil, slave. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be, like, really cheerful and, like... Neil slave, <laughs> oh god, that's
0: creepy. But like,
1: real cute. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting. Uh, and they didn't explain. If you're listening, whoever put that on our Facebook group, I would love to hear more details about how you use Teddy Ruxpin as a pervertible specifically,
0: because um, I'm just very intrigued by all of this. <laughs> so we've talked about the psychological element in BDSM, but let's do let's dive a little deeper and talk a little bit more about role-playing yes because we're we're talking about role-playing yeah no
1: it's one thing when you have something like in your head like uh, I think I've talked before about like having a little secret that nobody knows or like you're kind of in the moment or in the scene you're you're the power exchange and what that does to you like mentally and emotionally and all that But let's talk about the role-playing where you're actually playing a character. And now Mm -hmm. you're an actor. So, like, what is, you know, or you have been an actor. You are an actor. You continue to be an actor and an acting teacher. So you Mm -hmm. should have a lot of insight into how to get all up in role-playing. Oh,
0: are we turning this into an acting lesson now?
1: Yes. The people, (laughs) the peoples need your help in their scenes. Um, Well, it's funny how we refer to to scenes. scenes Scene work. Yeah kink like it, it is very theatrical it's very performative yeah it is it um, definitely is let's talk about some of the the scenarios one might or that we've encountered in in our time in the the
0: scene at the more extreme end i was at um where was a what's not laird asad the other one in north hollywood Mm. oh uh, threshold threshold i was at threshold and threshold feels like your grandma's basement (laughs) like you walk in and you it just is wood paneling all over the place and anyway it has different rooms and this one room is set up to be a classroom and this trio had booked it and it was a rape scene that they were reenacting or i don't know if they were reenacting they were doing right and it was two young males basically raping one female Mm. um and they were it was pretty brutal like they were stripping her clothes off like ripping her clothes off she was screaming and crying the whole time like it was it was really intense i felt like she was working something out over it being an actual like, let's play this. Like yeah. she needed it. Probably therapeutic for her in some way.
1: That that is really interesting to to, to bring that up because it's true. What can happen with role playing is exactly that, that it's it's a way for you to to sort out feelings about any sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen, for example, you have the almost kind of stereotypical Catholic schoolgirl. Mm-hmm getting like hit by nuns or whatever, or like, you know, by a a priest or whatever. Yeah, wrapped on the knuckles, wrapped on the butt. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the one hand, it's just become like a stereotypical kind of scene. But on the other hand, it's like if you've experienced that or if that's been a part of your life in some way, that's a way for you to kind of work through that and take the power back from that situation Mm. where you feel like you might have been victimized. So it's a way to cast yourself in the role of someone who is – stronger and more able to take it or in control of it and how it goes mm-hmm.
0: i mean because that scene wasn't that was really hard to watch i could only watch like a minute of it and i was like i gotta go i i can't it was it was excruciating like that
1: wasn't really for other people it was no. really for them
0: yeah yeah Role what else puppy play or oh my pony gosh. play
1: oh my goodness kittens Meow, meows. Kittens. I have seen a lot of kit. Kittens seem to be really popular. I have yeah. seen more a lot of, a lot more kittens lately. But yeah, puppy play. I love. I I didn't think that I would that puppy play would be something I was into mm-hmm. until. And I I don't have a puppy of my own yet, <laughs> um, either real or figurative. We have a kitty coming over right now. If you hear that bell in mm-hmm. the background, that is uh, speaking of kitties. There is a kitty on his way over here. But one of the. Um, I never thought that that puppy play would be something I was into until I was at, uh, I think this was a DomCon, and I saw, you know, puppies kind of in action. And also uh, in New York, some kink events where they had puppies as well, where I was like, they're so cute and I just want to take care of them. And mm-hmm. it's for those who are unfamiliar, puppy play is, uh, you know, people, it's, it's, it's what's on the tin. It's people pretending to be puppies, um, that that satisfies something in them. It's a submissive thing, obviously. You have an owner who tells you to do things and you kind of identify with the kind of behaviors and uh, the way of being submissive that a a puppy would have.
0: And some some of these people playing puppies are really, like, spot on. Yeah. I saw someone at Folsom Street Fair once that was like, I was like, how is he wagging his butt like that? Because really, like, the dexterity and the nimbleness he had in, like, basically wagging a non-existent tail yeah. was, like, spot on. Yeah. I really believed he was – I mean, I knew he wasn't a dog, but, like, he had energetically, like, taken the character of a dog on really just 100%. Totally. No, and and I've seen – it amazes
1: me sometimes how how people can be so nimble on all fours. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen people run. Like, I remember at DomCon one of the things that impressed me the most was that I saw this – a couple of puppies – on their hands and knees, and you know, these are obviously human people, but they are human people puppies, and they would book it down an aisle mm-hmm. on all fours. And I'm like, how are you even doing that? Like, I could barely do that on my two legs that I've, I've walked on my whole life. So it was very impressive, and it's a really interesting dynamic because it's – uh it's submissive but it's also like it's very different than say sometimes people role play as like you know a teacher student or you know any kind of human interaction where you have somebody who's submissive There's still like you can yell at them you can like whatever and you expect them to reason with you but a puppy is a little bit different because like even though we totally reprimand and and yell at our pets when they, to teach them a lesson to make sure that they don't do something again like poop the rug or whatever. <laughs> scat. It's a different kind of discipline in that you're you're reasoning with something that you just love talking about scat. And <laughs> well, I'm, ima- I'm imagining a, a, a human puppy pooping on the rug. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and listen, I'm sure somebody takes it to that extreme. <laughs> One of the things I love about the puppy owner relationship is that or even a kitten i'm sure like like it's all love like ultimately if you are somebody who wants a kitten or a puppy in your home you're treating them like a pet that sometimes you have to correct them but they don't have like reasoning skills so you're you're like talking to them in a very different way than you would like a kid that screws up or like your subordinate if you're like boss secretary or something like that kind of role playing where you're reasoning with a human being mm-hmm. it's very different so it's almost like the most like gentle and caring and like submissive type of role playing I would imagine. Hmm. I could be wrong though like I, I don't, like I said I've never had a puppy but it's something that I've realized I might like sometime
0: <laughs> um, so we'll see. TBD as they say but mm-hmm. like. There's also age play mm-hmm. so if you're taking on you know daddy daddy little girl or mommy little boy mm-hmm. you could be like a 60 year old little girl to like a 20 20- Five-year-old daddy. Yeah, and this is also a
1: place to play with gender, too. Like, you could have mm-hmm. a cis straight man who enjoys role-playing mm-hmm. as a six-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. It's a place for for people to explore a different side of themselves that they wouldn't ordinarily get to be or have. Yeah. I'd love to actually, again... Cross-dressing
0: is huge. Oh,
1: huge. Yeah. yeah. And it has, you know, it can have to do with, uh, with exploring being trans, but it's also a way for cis people to explore their gender as well Mm. as is just to to see how the other half lives or to like if you're a masculine person to entertain a more feminine side of yourself in a way that society might not let you otherwise so yeah role-playing is so great and it's it's really for me one of my favorite parts of of kink is is that kind of thing
0: yeah we've got a another interesting question that someone asked about kink on reddit and it's about puppy play Leo the Fox 314 says, how far do you usually take the whole being a dog thing? I wouldn't want to eat dog food or have to be in pup space in public or be subject to pain. Anything else is fine. I'm saying wouldn't because I haven't been in a relationship before. I'm 21.
1: Oh, so he's a, he is a
0: figurative young pup as well as wanting to be an actual puppy. Well, you don't have to eat dog food. I mean, if that's a limit, that's a limit. Yep. You don't have to be subject to pain because that's your limit. If you just want to be in pup space, then you can. And as for it being in public, you would work that out with your your owner, your dom, and figure out what that could look like. You might just wear a collar, but still walk around on all you know as a biped mm-hmm. and not get down on all fours. Um, yeah,
1: collars are really are great. Like I mean, even just as a sub, in general, like um, because a lot of subs are collared, but. Uh, as far as puppy play goes, like it's a nice reminder of being a puppy and being owned by someone. And you can hide that under a shirt collar if you wanted to.
0: Yeah. And if you're going grocery shopping, you know, owner asks you to go fetch something off the shelf and you go get the thing and put it in the cart. Yeah, no. and And, it's, yeah. and
1: I think Aurora makes a good point in that anything that you are too shy to do in public or that you don't want to do in public for whatever reason you certainly don't have to do and that's something that you would work out with your your owner um or with your dom there's also the issue of anytime you do any kind of kink anything in public there's the fact that you also don't want to inflict it on people who don't necessarily want to see it in public like there you know you don't want to make somebody an unwitting voyeur and you don't want to cuz
0: we're weird fuckers and most people think so <laughs>
1: It's true but like just like you wouldn't necessarily want to walk down the street and see a couple having sex on the sidewalk like like first thing in the morning like more power to you I'm glad you're very happy and in love and, and, and like doing each other but like I, I'm i walking to work I don't really want to see that in the sidewalk in front of me at like 8 a.m. like it's just so it's there's a time and a place people I've and seen that. You have seen people no, not having exactly. sex on the sidewalk.
0: Well, it wasn't, it was, it was the Burning Man sidewalk. Oh, well, Burning Man, everything I know, happens at Burning I know, Man. I know, I know, I am like,
1: that's not, that's not a real place. That's like this imaginary place in the desert that disappears after two weeks. I it's know. Like-
0: it, well, it's, it's real, but yes, it does. It comes and goes. I know, and, no,
1: but like if, uh, and I've never been, uh, but it feels like this magical fairyland that just like appears and then goes away.
0: It kind of does, yeah. No <laughs> rule, well, very few rules.
1: Point being that you, um, since we are, I mean, we are and the community is big on consent, keep that in mind when doing anything in public because, you know, you have to take other people's consent into account as well. Not saying that you have to hide yourself either because, like, you know, if you want to wear your collar out in public and have it out, like, if you want to have your leash on and and you are fine
0: with people seeing that, like... And being a dog. I mean, like... The dog be, energy being on all fours, just, like just just don't sniff people's crotches, you know. Yeah, don't don't
1: inflict yourself on people's legs.
0: <laughs> um, no, no leg humping, <laughs> none of that. Um,
1: stay close to your owner, the way you would be as a good, uh, well trained puppy. Good point. And because uh, that's the thing too, is like if you are well trained, if your your owner has trained you properly. You will be by their side. You will heal when you're supposed to. You will, if you're at the grocery store, you will be right by the cart. They will mm-hmm. know where to find you. You will be a service dog. Yes. Take it as far as you want, as long as you've talked about it with your owner. Your limits are important. So make sure you make those known. As far as being in public goes, like basically as comfortable as you feel like like being without imposing
0: too much on other people, on their physical person. Otherwise, go to town. Yeah, I would suggest not going to a dog park either. No. I think you'd have problems there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, people don't, yeah. That's, you want to stay away from the real dogs. That's Th- a great place to, uh, to wrap up. <laughs> yes.
0: Thank- don't go to the dog park. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Leather and Love is brought to you by Incredible Girl, the series. And Pamanoc Entertainment.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, we are your hostesses with the mostest, Miss Aurora.
0: And Miss Teresa. Shoot us an email with your thoughts and ideas about the show at incrediblegirlseries at gmail.com. Find us at IG underscore series and at our website, igseries.com. You can also visit Pomonok Entertainment at PomonokEntertainment.com or find us on all the socials at Team Pominock That's P O M O N O K.
1: Moving right along. <laughs>